Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick concludes Session 2 and begins Session 3 of the four-part Guidelines for a Happy Home series. On the last broadcast... Brother Rick brought us six of the seven things that we learn from the story of Rebecca, Isaac, and Abraham. On this broadcast, he'll conclude session two by reminding us of a 4,000-year-old blessing over Israel that still stands today, and then he prays over the couples in attendance at the marriage retreat at the Church on the Rock in Berea. Then he'll open session three by teaching us about the importance of our words and then starts reading his text, taken from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, through chapter 5, verse 2. And now, here's Brother Rick. The blessing given 4,000 years ago is still in effect. Boy, they tell you don't leave home without American Express. I tell you something, do you more good than that. Don't leave home without the blessing of those who have authority in your life. You'll regret it as long as as you live. See, the real glue is not what you feel, it's what you've committed to and a willingness to protect that commitment. Because when difficulties come, sometimes the only thing you're going to have hold to is that you've promised before God. How many of you know, 30 years you ain't going to look like you looked? I mean, it's figuring that out. Did you know when I was young, I used to go to the barber shop and have them thin my hair. I didn't have discernment, did I? <laughs> now I'm looking for them to sweep it up and glue it back on. You know what I'm saying? Things have changed. I used to couldn't comb it unless they thinned it. Now I'm comb it with a wash rag. You know what I'm talking about? Things change. But your commitment remains the same. How many of you want to stay committed? Your commitment is the glue. And realize you've made that commitment to God. And to your companion. If you break your commitment, can I just say to you, it's not too late to reestablish that. And I want to do something I felt prompted to do when I was putting these thoughts together. Will you just bow your head for a moment? Close your eyes where you are. Because I want to ask you something. Maybe you're here and when you look back over your history, you've allowed things to destroy some level of your commitment. Maybe you're ridden with guilt and you've wondered how in the world can I ever reestablish it. If that's you, would you? I, I promise you, I will not single you out before anybody. But if that's you, would you just look up at me right now? You don't have to lift your hand so nobody around will ever know. Are there others? You just make eye contact with me. I'll, I just want to pray for you because I really believe God wants to do something this weekend. How many of you know we need him to do something? Sometimes men can't repair what men destroy. We need God, don't we? He's the redeemer. He's the redeemer. You know, I think more than anything, we need to be able to give mercy and grace to our companions, don't you? How many of you know none of us are perfect? We need to consider one another lest we fall. When we think we're standing. So I want you to reach over and take your companion by the hand. And, and then just broaden this. Reach on over and take somebody else by the hand. And let's, let's just pray. 
because God is the redeemer. And I believe this. Sometimes it may take years and years and years for God to redeem relationships that's been broken, but we should never give up on them because they're so important. Amen. So let's pray. Father God, today, Lord, I've shared my heart. And what a story about Rebecca and Isaac. Lord, a willingness to commit based on your spirit and your direction alone. And Lord, what an influence that this couple has become by birthing not just two sons, but a nation that continues to be a pivotal nation in our world. God, the importance of a blessing. We see it here before our eyes in Scripture that years can't banish the blessing of God on a relationship. Now, God, there's some of our brothers and sisters, Lord, who lifted their head because they are recognizing their failure in one realm or another. God, only you can redeem. Only you can reestablish the trust that's been broken and rid us from the guilt that's carried. Lord, we repent of every foolish thing we've ever done. Everything we've ever done in a moment of anger or hostility that somehow damaged our companion. Lord, for truly they are gifts that you have given unto us to complete us in the area of weakness in our life. Forgive us, God. Forgive us, God. Redeem what's been destroyed. For you are our Redeemer. You are the one, Lord, that can bring healing. God, to the areas of hurts and marriages. Lord, we're not here just to speak. God, we want to see your intervention, Lord, in our homes. Help us to honor the commitment we have to you, Lord, to one another. And God, we reestablish that commitment to you right now, asking you, Lord, to be Lord of every area of our life and home. Can we just do that, Jesus? Say that with me, Jesus. Be the Lord of every area of my life and of my home. And help me, Lord, to carry out my role for your glory. Praise God. Can you just take a moment and pray for your companion right now? God, we thank you, Jesus. Lord, you told us to love our companion even as you love the church, Lord. God, I thank you, Lord, for the gift you've brought in my life. Where would I be, Lord, without that gift? I pray for strength, Lord, for wisdom, for blessing, for favor. Lord, to rest on her life in every area. Give her health and strength and wisdom, Lord. Minister, meet every need in her life. Not letting one thing, Lord, that she longs for go unmet, God. Make me sensitive to her needs in every area. Father, in Jesus' name, I bless these marriages, Lord. You said that blessing would last, Lord. I see the blessing of a brother. Lord, that has lasted 4,000 years. Lord, and today, just as a father in the faith, Lord, I just speak blessing over these marriages. God, as the world struggles for the answer, Lord, to keep their homes together, may the church at least offer a viable hope for the home, Lord, by doing it your way. We thank you, Jesus. We pray your blessing would rest upon every session this weekend seal the word in our hearts by the holy ghost and bless our families 
in Jesus' name. Hey, man, I'm excited you're here, and we're just so thankful for the opportunity to be together and to learn. How many of you are still learners? You know, once you think you know it all, how many of you know you're in trouble then? I told somebody, it's what I've learned since I knew it all that's really been valuable to me. When I was 17, I was the smartest human alive, but I couldn't convince nobody. And I, I was smarter than the teachers. That's why I quit school. They couldn't teach me nothing. Left home because I was smarter than my parents. And I was shocked what everybody learned in the next four years as they got smarter. Or maybe I did. <laughs> By the time I was 21, everybody was getting swifter, including myself. How many of you know you think you know it, but you don't know much? And I don't know about you, but when I think I know something's when the Lord usually says, now let me show you something now. And scriptures I thought I knew and preached and exhausted. How many of you know you don't exhaust the word of God? But uh, God has been so good to teach us and help us to learn. And especially when it comes to marriage, you better be a student. Because if you think you got all that mastered and you're all that in a bag of chips, you're in trouble. Amen. This morning, I want to uh, continue to teach on the home. We talked a little bit last night about the foundation of the pillars of the home, the importance of understanding truth, trust, and how to honor, and how that every relationship has that inhale, exhale. Every living thing God creates has that. And if you're taking in trust from a relationship, you have to be able to emit or to exhale honor in that relationship. And if you don't honor a relationship, it won't be long till it's gone. And so it's very important for those pillars. And then we talked last night about the most important word, the word commitment. And how many of you know our nation's afraid of commitment? My goodness, we're not committed to anything. We don't even buy green bananas. We don't know how long we're going to stay anywhere, do we? It's really important that you're committed to somebody and that your commitment means something. That when you say, I do till death do us part, you're not just uh, saying words. You're pledging your life. And uh, I, I know in times past, I've really been disheartened because I, I heard one time at a wedding, and thank God I wasn't performing it, but the groom was talking to his best man out front, and I heard him say, well, if it don't work out, we can always get a divorce. I'm thinking to myself, Bubba, you ain't even married yet. You ain't even said I do, and now you're saying I might. Commitment's an important thing. And I, I just thought it was a fascinating story about Rebecca and uh, about Isaac and how that they were able to make a commitment by faith sight unseen because they knew the voice of God. My goodness. It's important for us to understand that commitment's very, very important. This morning I want to talk about the atmosphere of the home. Open your Bible to uh, Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. And I think I told him in the back to start at 31, but I'm actually going to start a little bit before then. I want to start at 29. A man could start way on back, but I'm going to, I'm going to back up just a couple verses because <laughs> right before that it deals with anger and I ain't ready to deal with that right now. So I'm going to start with verse 29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying. In other words, rather than breaking down with your words, build up with your words. How many of you realize your words are carriers either of destiny or destruction? Amen. Nothing more powerful than words. I'm telling you, your words hang with you and hang with the people you share them with for a long, long, long time. How many of you, be honest with me, you've said stuff you wish you could retract immediately? 
and you realize that it caused pain to somebody's life. And so he said, build up with your words. Don't tear down with your words. That they may minister, what's that word? Huh? Grace. Boy, don't you want your words to be gracious? For one thing, the Bible says, let your words be gracious. And I thought to myself, you know, you need to have them seasoned with salt because you might have to eat them tomorrow. Amen. Make sure they're nice and tasty. Anyway, that it may give grace to the hearer. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed to the day of redemption. Now here in verse 31, we're going to start dealing with some things. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking, be put away from you with all malice. Be ye kind. There's that word again we talked about last night. Never is it right to be unkind. Kind to one another. Tenderhearted. Don't get hard-hearted. Forgiving one another. How many of you know it ain't getting easier, is it? Even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Be ye therefore imitators. I like his one translation of God as children do their parents. Walk in love. Can you say that statement with me? Walk in love. How many of you know it's harder to walk than it is to fall? The world's falling in love. That sounds like an accident, don't it? God's called us to walk in love, not fall in love. There ain't nothing about falling in love. Amen. Love's a choice. We talked about that last night. We're going to talk about it more today. Walk in love. Now, here's our example. As Christ also loved us, how does he demonstrate his love? Giving himself to us for an offering as a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's a fruitfullife.org. Thanks for listening.